Welcome to another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractors Corner column in the back of our print magazine and on our website, so make sure you look for our featured solar contractor in our April-May issue. In this episode, we are talking with John Morrison of Strata Solar in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and a member of Solar Power World's Top 100 Solar Contractors list. John will be talking to us about Strata and its goals in North Carolina. John, thanks for joining us. Frank, it's really my, my pleasure. Can you tell us about the origins of Strata Solar, uh, when it was founded, how many people were involved in the company at its beginnings, and what its philosophy is? Yeah, Strata Solar is uh, four years old, um, and like many solar companies, started out in the residential, small-scale commercial market, and a relatively small uh, company at that point, serving you know customers here in the central part of North Carolina. Um, started with a very small crew, our, our, our owners, uh, Marcus, Bill, Hellman, his wife, Kathy, uh, and then just a few other folks um, who were very interested in solar. Um, it's where we started, but today we're now um, you know, building large ground-mount uh, utility-scale systems that are very different from where we started. Our philosophy is, is basically to become um, a large solar uh, developer and uh, construction company, you know, building solar so that it becomes mainstream just be part of our general energy picture in, in North Carolina and in the country. So for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with North Carolina, can you talk to us about how you serve your clients and, and who your clients are? Certainly. We actually build solar farms, in essence, for ourselves. Um, we're, we're building uh, solar farms that are fairly modest in size. Their typical is, is 5 megawatts AC, about 6.5 megawatts DC. And we build them all over the state um, and increasingly in the southeast region of the U.S. So what is the, your company's percentage breakdown in terms of the market? You're, you're strictly a utility-scale company. And do you do uh, PV primarily? Yes, it's, it's PV. I mean, we're, as I said, building utility-scale. You know, we're selling the electricity to uh, the utilities here in North Carolina. Um, Last year, there was about 132 megawatts of solar that was built here in the state. Uh, Strata accounted for over 70 of that, so we're well over uh, half of the market for solar in North Carolina. We have currently about 50 permanent employees. That's the um, Project Management, Construction Management, Development, Engineering, Design group. About in the field, we have currently about 400 uh, installers. Uh, who work for us on a temporary basis, like any construction company. Uh, those, those are temporary jobs. Um, but uh, that's how many we have. By mid-year, we'll probably be up to about 800 to 1,000 installers out in the field. Uh, in the past three years, uh, we've, I guess maybe three years ago, we probably were around 16, dozen to 16 people. So we've, you know, we've tripled in terms of our uh, permanent staff. Uh, and on up an infinite amount on, on the on the field crews because at that point three years ago we were running small crews of you know maybe a dozen people or so. So what's the regulatory situation in North Carolina and how does it affect your business? Um, does the state government support the solar industry adequately? We're fortunate in that we have some very good policies here in North Carolina uh, that go back quite quite some time. Uh, probably most significantly was the uh, 2007 uh, renew renewable portfolio standard that was passed here in the state that really helped Strata and, and other solar companies 
really get started uh, in the marketplace. We also are fortunate that we have a tax credit that goes along with the federal tax credit that helps all the financing of, of a lot of projects. And in, in the past, the government, uh, state government has been relatively supportive. Unfortunately, this past year, we have had a change of legislature, um, and we're seeing that they're not quite so supportive of, of what we do. And it's a little bit bewildering because, um, you know, during economic downtimes, we were adding jobs and, and putting displaced construction workers to work. And so it's a bit baffling as to why those in the legislature currently don't appreciate the job creation that, that this industry is doing. Let me ask you a follow-up, if I can, on those on the RPS. You talked, you said that that was one of your influences in helping you get the com- uh, get the company started. Right. <clears throat> a lot of in a lot of states, like Arizona, for example, they are hitting their RPS numbers now. They, they're hitting the RPS numbers, and the utilities are sort of are, are looking around and saying, "Well, we've met our RPS numbers, so why should we install any more solar?" Do you get that sense that that's going on in North Carolina at all? Yeah, we're we're hitting our, the, the portfolio numbers here as, as well. Um, I think a difference between North Carolina and Arizona, in all likelihood, is the fact that uh, North Carolina is still subject to the Public Utility Regulatory Policy Act of 1978, uh, which basically means that if a solar farm is built uh, as a what that act refers to as a qualifying facility, um, then the utilities are required to take the output from it. So the utilities don't really have a choice whether they can take the output from our systems. Um, so, so we're not dependent upon the decision-making at the utilities to whether they want solar or not. And you were talking also about the legislature now having flipped and being not as welcoming uh, to the solar industry in North Carolina. How? What is the, the strategy among, amongst North Carolina solar installers to make that to, to make the case for solar. We spend a lot of time talking with legislators, uh, helping them understand the benefit that comes from solar. And we're not talking about the benefits that come from clean energy per se, though that's always the, the back of our, our minds. But it more has to do with the economic benefit that solar brings to the state. The solar farms that we produce, you know, that the typical five megawatt AC farms. Uh, are out in rural North Carolina, part of the, the state that has historically been sort of bypassed from economic opportunity. Uh, and so we go out there, and we're obviously creating construction jobs uh, while we do that. Um, we end up uh, increasing the tax base for local you know, municipalities and counties. Uh, in some cases, counties have said, you know, a solar farm that we build is the biggest increase in their tax base they've seen in over a decade. Uh, and, and so that's, ec- that's economic opportunity or benefit to those counties. Of course, it, you know, it's, it's increase in tax base without need for new roads, new sewers, new schools, uh, and all of those sorts of things. And so uh, from these local you know, jurisdictions that are struggling financially, the real boon. Uh, in addition, during construction, you know, we're dropping probably about a half million dollars of direct expenditure into those local communities. Part of that is because we hire well over 80% of our crews from the local community and train them in, in installing you know, these large ground-mount solar systems. Um, the other half is, you know, comes from you know, fuel, lodging, supplies, and those sorts of things. And so there's a nice bump to you know, the, the, these rural, very poor counties from solar. And that's, that's the message that we try to get to our uh, legislators. Now, we're, we're helped in that regard because a lot of the economic development uh, folks in those counties, uh, they get it immediately. They see it immediately. Of course, they have a, they 
often have the ear of legislators can help make the case for this is an industry that, that uh, one, is up and coming, and two, is providing some benefits, economic benefits in parts of the state that are often just bypassed. So what's the thing you enjoy most about being in the solar industry? Well, I have to say, you know, after 30 years in, in clean energy, we're finally at the point where we're doing uh, clean energy solar in a big, big way. Um, and that's, that's almost giddy in terms of, you know, it's finally happening. After so many decades of promise, uh, it's actually delivering. What do you enjoy least about being in the solar industry? Having to convince people that it really is here. There are a lot of folks who base their impression of solar on a situation that may have existed, you know, five years or so ago and have not recognized how much the industry has changed, how much the cost of solar has come down, and so sort of attack the industry from a rather misguided or misinformed uh, position and just having to spend your time over and over and over again uh, saying, yeah, it's not like that anymore. Uh, let me tell you how it really is. What's the most important piece of technical advice that you would offer your peers? I know that you guys are somewhat are very innovative, actually, in the way you put together solar farms. Um, we featured your the uh, Bellwood Solar Farm project that borrowed so heavily from the manufacturing industry. Is there any other technical advice that you'd you'd offer your peers? I, I would just suggest you know it's all about cost. It's all about cost. It's all about cost. You know, the, the subsidies and, and the like that may exist for the industry at this point are going to go away. And if you're not getting ready for that now, then you don't have a viable business. And that's certainly fundamental to what we do. You know, we're looking at state tax credit going away. We'll see what happens on the, on the federal side as well. Uh, but we intend to be in business after those disappear, and we expect them to disappear. And the way we're going to do that is by getting our costs as low as so it sounds to me like that's also probably the most important business lesson you've learned. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's a business lesson, but the way you get there is on the technical side. I mean, it's in terms of how you design your systems, the labor practices that you use, and how you do your labor, your workforce development. You know, how you uh, operate the systems. You know, once they're up and running, you know, your O and M. So I mean, it, it pervades all all aspects of it. Um, but it really, I mean, I think it starts on the technical end. You've got to have a product that's very well designed and built well uh, and, and built very efficiently. Are you guys in the O&M business? And if not, do you ever see yourself getting into the O&M business? And the reason I ask that is between the two, um, the commercial segment, from what I've heard, um, and O&M, those are two of the biggest growth opportunities that there are in solar right now. Yes, the answer is we're, we're in the O&M business. I mean, we built um, 12 solar farms, uh, and somebody's got to take care of them. Somebody's got to operate them. We, we're going to be adding probably another 27 of uh, this year, uh, and there's nobody else to do it. Besides having built them, we think we probably know better than anybody else how to, uh, to, to uh, operate those systems. So, yeah, that's very much a, a growth part for, of our business. Where do you see the solar industry in five years? Well, I always uh, tease um, my marketing colleagues here at the company and, and say basically our objective is, should be to make solar boring, uh, i.e. it is so mainstream and regular and routine uh, and a fundamental integral part of our energy supply picture um, that people are no longer writing articles and doing podcasts, forgive me, uh, about solar. Um, and I honestly think in five years we can definitely do that. Uh, I mean, it's just been phenomenal where we've come in terms of costs 
past year and the, and the size and, and scope of the, of the solar rate that we're able to build today. Uh, and what I see is a, is a fundamentally different energy supply picture. Uh, the utilities will still be involved. They'll still be integral to it. Um, but solar is going to be a significant part of the energy portfolio for our electricity generation in this country. If people want to find out more about Stratus Solar, other than checking out the article on our website uh, about the Bellwood Project, which, again, I find I found a very interesting project to write about, uh, where would they find that information? We have a website, stratasolar.com, uh, and we profile many of our projects uh, on that website. And they've got great photography, too, everybody. Uh, this has been the Contractor's Corner Podcast, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractor's Corner column in the back of our print magazine and on the website, so make sure you look for our featured solar contractor in our April-May issue. Thanks to John Morrison, COO of Stratosolar in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for participating. I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Stay sunny, everybody.